Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. No, I'm not Dr. Pat. My name is Robin Clare, and I am the host of Hungry for Answers on Transformation talk radio. I'm also a recovery coach professional and I am a writing coach and a best-selling spiritual author. And so today I'm here with my friend and colleague Elizabeth B. Hill. Elizabeth is, or Liz as I call her, is an MSc um, and an ACC and is the founder uh, and CEO of Green Hill Living and excuse me, Green Heart Living and Green Heart Living Press. And, um, and so welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you, Robin. It's great to be here with you. Yeah. So today's topic is about the healing power of writing. And we have both been on the journey as writers, as coaches, as, um, as uh, I'm an author, you're a publisher. And so we really, really know the healing power of writing. And I thought it would be a great and interesting topic today if we could share that with our audience. And so my first question for you, Liz, is when did you first discover the healing power of writing? Well, this was an early thing for me. I'm trying to think when it was. I was a child. I, I actually have journals from my entire life back to when I was a kid I still have one that had like a shiny aqua cover with koalas on it or something from when I was probably six or seven years old and um, for for most of my life it's been where I go to to write what's happening things that I feel overwhelmed by or need to reflect on uh, when I look through those journals now, look at all the years, different relationships I've been through, changing and professions and religions and life, it's it's been uh, so many different transitions in my life. And I don't know how I could have gone through all of those without having journaling uh, and writing for myself. Mm-hmm. And so what what did you discover as you were as you were journaling like what were you finding the answers for what was what was bothering you or were you finding inspiration for maybe a change that you wanted to make it's interesting because it it can take many different roles right so sometimes writing is is venting it is literally a dumping ground of things that i just need to get out of my head mm-hmm. right so sometimes that's what it is And sometimes you can just rip it up after. You can just get rid of the paper. You don't need to see it. It's just getting it outside of the body. Sometimes it's also, um, I've learned things about myself that I might not have realized. So uh, at the end of each year, I read the journal from the year ahead, the year past. Mm. Uh, So that's coming up for me. Uh, I do it the uh, last week of the year before January 1st. And there have been years where I read through and saw the same things coming up that I didn't even realize the impact that those things were having on me Mm. until I got to the end of the year. And Mm. I had read that and I said, I'm still, I'm saying this same thing is coming up every day. What a waste of energy this is, right? So there have been times where I, it has caused me to make massive changes in my life from reading what I wrote. Uh, as well. Yeah, that is, that's really wonderful. So when we're talking about writing as a healing tool, mm-hmm. and you're talking about journaling, so I, I would say that that's the, maybe the, the, the simplest way 
to use writing for people. You know, we, we see writing on many different levels as professionals in the writing community, but, and journaling is something, um, I think people get nervous about that. Maybe it's a new year's resolution or something. I'm going to journal every day, but you really don't have to journal every day. Although I think it's a very helpful tool. One of the things I work with with my clients is to perhaps get them in the mood for writing. I ask them to just take, ask themselves the same question every day. What does my soul want me to know today? Mm, I love that. And, and that typically allows them to start writing something. You know, it's almost like they're they're channeling their own soul, like their own inner knowing, their own intuition, and they're writing it down. Now, it doesn't have to be very long. Sometimes it's long. Sometimes it's not long. But it really gives them a sense of connection to their own inner world. And wouldn't you say really that's what journaling is for? Mm -hmm. It's a tool to provide a connection. Yes. And I think that we you know, in day-to-day life, we get very caught up in living very externally. We are, you know, interacting with other people. We're doing the things we need to be, that need to get done for that day, mm-hmm. right? So journaling gives us this time to reflect and be with ourselves, which sometimes we might not have that introspective time, that time to be with ourselves, ask our, our soul what it needs, ask our body, you know, our mind, our heart what they need. And um, so it's something that gives us that, that space to reflect and grow. And it can be a very spiritual practice, certainly. And interesting, because you said we might not have that time alone. We probably don't have that time alone (laughs) (laughs) in our busy lives. So what a great way to make time for yourself, right? And I loved what you said also about some, something our body wants us to know. I, I, have found, I have discovered that when I don't feel well it, or I'm in pain, it's usually my body telling, trying to tell me what's wrong, mm-hmm. right? And it may not be something physical. It may be nerves or anxiety or something, but it feels like a stomach ache, mm-hmm. right? So if I can sit down and even actually write, write to my stomach ache, <laughs> you know, like, right, and say, what, why are you here? What is going on? Why are we so nervous? And if I can just start writing that, it, it creates a healing tool. So what do we mean by healing? Let's talk about the word healing itself and the different levels of it. Do you want to take a, a shot at that one, Liz? What, what does healing mean to you? I love that because it's interesting because when I got on on this conversation, I was definitely thinking of healing as primarily an emotional healing space, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. I know that uh, our, our emotions reflect themselves in our body and how much you, using writing can heal different aspects of our life so it can be used yes for our mind mental healing it can be used for emotional healing relationships right um to map out what's going on in this relationship get some insight onto that um and physically too what things that we are going through we might not notice what message the body has for us unless we do some type of introspective work, which can do be through a meditation or through a writing practice. I've healed financial trauma yes. through writing, right? So um, there's definitely been times where I needed to shift into a space of gratitude for what I had, I what had versus everything that I felt like I lacked. Right. 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 So healing has helped me with that. And also helped me process the things that fell off that, that didn't feel right. And to notice those things that fell off so that I could get into a place of healing around finances. Yeah. And, and for me too, I noticed that I do a lot of writing around my business. Mm -hmm. It's not just writing a business plan. Sometimes I'll write about what, you know, where, where have I, where am I? you know, where would I like to be? And how do I have to grow 
And what steps do I need to take in order to, to get there? And a lot of times what you'll see when you're doing that kind of journaling, it's not just about going to the next networking meeting. Of course, that's important. But sometimes you, you have things that you need to heal within yourself, like a fear of abundance or something like that, right? Or maybe an addiction to, um, to debting right? That will be coming up on one of my upcoming shows in 2022. We're going to be talking about the addiction to debt. So I think when you're journaling and you, you're just using writing as a healing tool, there's nobody reading it if you don't want to. There's nobody you have to say it to their face, right? You just write it down. You're talking to yourself. You're talking to your, your, your inner world. You're talking to your own your own God. And so when I first started writing spiritual books, I would be woken up at like one, 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 two, 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 three, 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 four, four, four. And finally, and then I would, I, I, I didn't know how to write. So I would write a letter to God every night that I was woken up, dear God. And then I would just start writing what it is that, that I, I needed. And, um, and so that would happen. And then one day I said to my divine, why do I have to keep, why do you keep waking me up at night? And the message I received was because you're not writing during the day. And so <laughs> I started writing during the day. Yeah. As soon as I started writing during the day, I, I wasn't woken up at night. So for all of you that sleep. are woken up at night, start writing during the day. Anyway, we're going to break. You're listening to the Dr. Pat show. This is Robin Clare, host of Hungry for Answers and my special guest, Elizabeth B. Hill, the founder and CEO of Greenheart Living Press. And we'll be right back. Do your ADHD tendencies get in the way of you doing what you intend to? Traditional strategies for getting things done may not work for you. You need solutions tailored for your unique brain. In Bonnie Minku's training membership program, Productivity Pathfinder, learn ADHD self-mastery step-by-step at your own pace in a supportive community with live online options each week. Learn more about Productivity Pathfinder at thrivewithadd.com. Day-to-day living can be difficult in our world today. Most of us don't know how to live a peaceful, joy-filled existence. Learn how to break through these barriers and live a transformative life on Love and Light with me, Dr. Lisa, every day living in peace, every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To work with Dr. Lisa, visit EducationThroughEngagement.com. Did you know that each Enneagram type has a different worldview, different patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving? They also have essential qualities that are unique to their type. Understanding this helps us develop more tolerance, respect, and appreciation for ourselves and others. Renee Siegel works with individuals, couples, families, and groups using the Enneagram to build better relationships as a tool in addiction recovery. Visit URPurePotential.com for more info. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. Hi, I'm Laura Goldstein, and here's a Coffee with the Universe tip. If you find yourself busy, busy, day in and day out, yet never feel satisfied or fulfilled at the end of the day. See, we're taught by society that being busy means we are productive and successful. But most of us are busy doing things that aren't getting us any closer to our dreams or that we don't even really care about in the first place. We then never feel a sense of purpose and completion at the end of the day. So the secret to shifting all this is being really honest with yourself about what you are doing and why, and using your mornings to set up your day for intentional action. My Morning Magic course can help you with this. Learn more at www.cwtu.net slash morningmagic. 
everybody, and you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Robin Clare, host of Hungry for Answers on Transformation Talk Radio. And to learn more about me and my work, please go to clarity.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com. And I'm here with Elizabeth Hill. And Liz, how can people reach you? The best way is to go to greenheartliving.com. Great. Great. And so we're going to talk a little bit about more about healing and then opportunities for healing. And um, so one of the questions I have is, where does healing and writing intersect at Green Heart Living Press? Hmm. So there's a lot of different ways that we work with authors. So sometimes we are coaching them through the process of of writing the stories themselves. A lot of the people that come to us as authors are wanting to write because they've had something happen in their life that they have grown from, transformed from, and they want to ease the path for other people going through that same thing. So they're writing from a place of really wanting to help other people. Um, and usually they've they've been on this transformational journey for a bit, right? Yeah. Um, but something that happens, no matter how much of the process that people have gone through, um, as they go to write their story, there's always more healing that takes place during mm-hmm. that. Even when people think, oh, it's in the past, it's done, I'm, I'm in a good place, it brings up more things. Um, and it's wonderful because it gives people that opportunity um, to heal. And then we, as we publish books, so sometimes I, um, through the Greenheart Living Press, we are publishing books as well, or helping them self-publish or find other avenues for publishing. When people go and share their stories, mm-hmm. this is, and this is something I didn't anticipate when I started getting into this work, right. that there's a whole other healing that takes place yeah. when people release their story out into the world. It's amazing. It's, it's a whole other world of transformation as people learn to take ownership of their stories. And then I've talked about this before, this idea of releasing the story out into the world, because it's no longer just theirs to carry themselves. They are now giving it out to the world for other people to carry that story with them. Yes. So um, there, that's a whole other level of, of healing that we really, it's beyond anything we can really anticipate. I think when people yeah. get into the, into the um, process of writing and sharing mm-hmm. their story, it's really exciting. So, um, one of the things that attracted Liz and I to each other as colleagues is because I, have, I am a transformational writer for my own life. And I share very complicated situations with folks on the spiritual journey for transformation for them. And uh, when I was writing Feast and Famine, Healing Addiction with Grace, the first time I wrote it, I was in addiction. And I, I couldn't release it because I wasn't in recovery. And then I realized a while later, then I rewrote it once I was in recovery. But what I realized is that the I just the idea of writing it was moving me closer to being able to be in recovery that was I could stick with. Mm. It almost it like solidified my recovery. So I'm not going to say I wasn't in recovery writing the book because I think that is a re, was a recovery tool, but I couldn't make it stick. And really writing the book and having being able to really understand my recovery life story and where it came from and what did I need to heal and how was I healing and sharing the tools that helped me and sharing the, the traumas that, that um, afflicted me. All of that brought me to this place where I could actually release it to the world. And I agree with you. It was, it took a tremendous amount of courage to do that. And I had so many people say, oh, I didn't know that, Robin. I didn't know that. And I'm like, yeah, because you don't walk around bragging about that, right? And um, and so, so I know that I've helped many people, but one of the things I find so interesting, and maybe people need to hear this, when you do your own healing, whether it's through writing or through other tools, you become the hero of your family. 
And what I mean by that is that when you do your own healing, you heal, you heal the lineage of your family. You heal it generations back and generations forward because most of our trauma patterns are um, ancestral, right? And they come with us and we bring them with us. And we, I always, always think of like when we're standing online waiting to drop in, right? <laughs> the soul into the body. We're like, ah, I'll take that one. I'll see if I can heal that this this lifetime. And if we do, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go, right? Bring it on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, if we can heal the trauma patterns, we we truly are breaking that for our family. So, when you're thinking about, do I have the courage to do my healing? Think about how you can help your ancestors going back, and your current family and then the ancestors going forward. And I think that gives it a whole different light um, on the subject of healing. What do you think about that? Yes. And I think that also I've, I've gotten to witness many people who have used this opportunity of writing to heal relationships in their families, Mm -hmm. right? So they have uh, whether it's writing a chapter in one of our book collaborations or writing their own uh, book that they're working on, they have shared those sometimes when it feels feels right and safe to do so. They have shared the chapter or their their book with people in their family. And in some cases that has helped them to deepen relationships it, with their family members, to get support mm-hmm. from their family members. Um, to discover things about each other. Sometimes it is clarifying in ways that uh, might be a little confronting also if, if it's yes. not you know, received certainly well, but that, that is part of the healing too, is really what, getting to know each other. Um, and so it, it has a healing, when it, it can be used in this way um, of, of sharing their story and getting to know each other um, in relationships of family members. Uh, yeah, I too, I also think it's important to know that, you know, your life is your play. Mm-hmm. And all of your family members are players in your play. And mm-hmm. so they've come in with certain reasons to be your mother or your sister or your friend or your partner. Mm-hmm. So they're playing a role in your life too. And so Mm -hmm. when you can see that, and that happens a lot when you're writing, you can see the role that someone has played in your life. And then of course you choose whether you want to stay in relationship with them or, or, or just come into um, acceptance without judgment, which is the definition of unconditional love. And so can you love them unconditionally? You don't ever have to condone anything that anybody else has ever done to you, but you have to accept them without judgment. And I think writing about your life allows you to do that. It it brings you to a place of peace, um, which then ultimately, um, I'm thinking that I'm seeing this vision when you said, when you release your book, you you release the book and you all, you move into freedom, a level of freedom, because you're not carrying that around with you because you don't have to, because it's, it's out in a book and it's, it, you can see it, right? So it's out of you and onto the page and that frees up space inside of you for other joyous adventures in your life, I believe. So we talked a little bit about writing collaborations, and I find those interesting. So those, um, or anthologies, as people might refer to them, it's when you have a group of writers who each write a chapter of a book on a given topic. And I believe that there's a level of healing that is going on there, not only on the individual level, but on the collective level of the group itself, when you're writing about a topic and when you're in collaboration like that, what do you think about that idea that there's a collective healing going on? Definitely think there's a collective healing. So the first book collaboration that, that Greenheart Living Press did was 
about the great pause around uh, COVID-19. So when this was right, when we were going into it, it was March to, uh, 2020, and um, I knew that there's so much news around this that was really stressful. We were all isolated. Many of us were isolated. And I thought, I really want to be in a space where we're sharing, okay, where are the blessings? What are the wisdom from this? You know, what can we learn from this? How, what, how can we talk about what good is happening right now? Yes. And to connect and support each other during this time where we, you know, are in our homes, isolated <laughs> each other. So um, we, I threw out the idea of writing this collaboration and got 25 people almost immediately that wanted to be part of this. And the, the process of that is so beautiful to witness people that grew together, both professionally and um, supporting each other during some difficult things because we didn't you don't know at the beginning of the collaboration what's going to happen That's during right. the time that you have together right it's completely unknown um, it's really an adventure and to to get to see how people have supported each other and are still years out you know a couple years out now um supporting each other and connecting with each other um through that so it's it's very exciting from from my standpoint to get to see all of it to see yeah. the different um authors come together to read their stories sometimes it's the first time that they're ever sharing this story with other people that they that they're um putting in the book and to be able to share that with each other we know it's a safe place, right? Like I've, I've vetted the people that are coming in. I know that they're accepting and compassionate people. Um, and so there is that, okay, I can share it with the authors first. I can share it with Liz first and she can read it right. um, before you go out and, and share it on a broader scene. And often the, the story will shift as it's healed, right? Yes. Um, the, yeah. the way that it reads can change and before also we go to press. Also, you know, you still have that same sense, even if you're just writing one of the chapters, you're still getting that sense of freedom and accomplishment that comes with writing a book. That's what I think is so wonderful about anthologies, is that you can then declare that you are an author by contributing to this collaborative effort um, with these 25 other, 24, 25 other people. So it's time for us to go to a break. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Robin Claire, and we'll be right back. Are limitations holding you back from living a powerful and authentic life? Are you able to see yourself and others through a lens of empathy and compassion? Tune in to Awaken Your Truth with me, Ritika Rose, to discover how to free your mind, heal your life, and embody your power. Second and fourth Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, YouTube, and across all podcast stations. I'm on a mission to inspire a shift in you, so together we can collectively heal the world. To learn more about me, visit RitikaRose.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBenton.com. Have you known that you're on a soul path, but often wondered why you don't have the insight of how to go from here to there, or whether or not what you're doing is going to take you to where you want to go in your soul's journey? Damayante is the show for your soul. Damayante speaks to your soul, connects with your soul, and shines a light for your soul. Damayante, the show for your soul with Sarah Main, brings you insights and a pathway to your soul's journey on transformationtalkradio.com. Have you ever felt like if you just had the right tools and resources, 
you'd be able to carve a path toward the life your heart is aching for, guess what? You have everything you need inside you. I'm Natasha Ornedo, and I'm here to show you that your healing is in your hands. Tune into my show, Unlock the Healing Path, every second and fourth Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn more about me and my work, visit NatashaOrnedo.com. And welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Robin Clare, host of Hungry for Answers. And I'd like to say that if you'd like to learn more about my work and my offerings, please go to clarity.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com. And I'm here with Elizabeth B. Hill from Greenheart Living Press. And Liz, how can people reach you? They can look at the website greenheartliving.com and they can also catch the greenheart living podcast wonderful that's wonderful so i'd like to give away two items if you call 800-930-2819 that's 800-930-2819 i'm going to give away one copy of feast and famine healing addiction with grace my book and then i'm really proud to introduce oops i don't have a good one i'm gonna get a good one because I got some, I bought some myself, the Write Recovery Journal, which is Discover How Writing Can Lead to a More Impactful Recovery. And this um, is available, they're both available on Amazon, but I'd like to give one away today. And this, um, the Write Recovery Journal is um, the companion to the Write Recovery Program that I'm going to be teaching um, as part of the Green Heart Living Press team. But here we go that you can still do this yourself um, if you want to, because there's a lot of good prompts in there, writing prompts and activities to move you from your fear of writing all the way to writing your profound recovery life story. Now, not the entire book, but the story itself, because you got to really outline your story and you need to know the beginning, the middle and the end. And then, of course, that can become a manuscript. So um, at, if, you, if you want to do that. So Liz, I want to ask you, I know you have some um, communities of writing communities. And of course, we know that being in community of any like-minded person is really a wonderful way to grow. So let's talk of, about your communities that you've established for writers. Yeah, so the first one is the Writer's Hive. So this is um, a group of people that have been writing clients of mine or we've published their book or we've helped them find an avenue for um, publishing elsewhere. And once people do that with us, they get to always stay in this, what we call the Writer's Hive. And we have a monthly uh, call that's a Writer's Hive Mastermind that we get all get on together and the writers bring their uh what i say is opportunities or conundrums so they might be uh have difficult some kind of challenge in their writing um or or an opportunity in marketing their work um or um really anything that has that falls under the writing sphere um and so we it's really nice to get to stay connected with each other Mm -hmm. um, with the, with the writers. And we have a Facebook group that people can ask for help from each other. Sometimes it's, oh, could, is anybody wanting to re read a few chapters from my new book and give me some feedback? Or if somebody's wanting to get bestseller status on, on their book, they, we can help each other do that and grow, yeah. um, together. So it's, it's really nice to be able to, um, support each other because writing can seem very solitary right yes. when we are doing the writing process um it can be very solitary so um it it is uh it can be very helpful to connect with other authors and um, we have a lot of different things we do like writing power hours to help people sometimes it's easy to say oh yeah i'm gonna write and then everything else will come into everything. our life right like everything, everything else, else <laughs> Everything else will try to distract us from writing, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes having these writing power hours or this, you know, accountability with other writers is like, no, I'm going to write from eight to nine in the morning and I'm going to do it, whether it's texting support to each other um, to make sure the writing actually happens. 
Yes, it's a huge commitment. We, we talk about that and we're going to move to, um, so Liz and I are collaborating through Greenheart Living Press on three writing uh, programs. They're workshop style. They're seven weeks, uh, one evening a week for an hour. And they each will have their own journal like you, like I talked about for the right recovery. So the first one we're doing in January is called the right recovery. <laughs> and we will go through the right recovery program and it's seven weeks of really looking at, you know, why do I want to be a writer? Why am I afraid to be a writer? And what is my story? And so we take, we'll take everybody through those seven weeks and then we move in March to getting ready to write, which is another program. It will have its own journal. Again, it will be prompts and different things. And here we're talking about a little bit what Liz was just talking about. And that is, how do you become a writer? Like what, there, there is a level of discipline that's required and commitment. And so, and, and. So how do you set up your writing space, your sacred writing space? And how do you make that commitment to writing? And what does it take? And um, how do you know, we go through so many things all the way to how do you know you're done? Like, how, you, we could keep changing it. We're so critical of ourselves. We could keep changing it a thousand times. But how do you know that when you're actually, how do you trust yourself enough to know that you're done? So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in getting ready to write. And then the last one is called Write with Spirit, and that will start in May. And that is a fun class. It's about learning to channel what you're writing. So I was laughing, Liz, when you said that writing is a solitary process, because it's never solitary for me, because I am a channel for the ascended masters. And so most of almost all of my writing and my books and my inspiration is a, at the request of the ascended masters. So I'm never alone in the writing process. The only time I am alone, and this is something we'll we'll talk about in the programs is when I'm writing from my head. When I'm writing from my head, I'm not in the present moment. And I'm usually looking at it and saying, oh gosh, I don't even like this. Why would someone else want to read this, right? There's all this like chatter going on. Oh my God, I can't think of anything to write. But when I'm writing from my heart, I'm in, my, I'm in the present. And then I, I'm able to hear the inspiration from my own intuition my own soul from any other beings that are looking to, to help get the word out because many of us especially those on the spiritual path i was just talking to a client are here to um to spread the message of healing and spread the message of connection to, for humanity and so we have to be able to hear. And so in, in getting ready to write and in Write with Spirit, we'll be talking about how do we stay grounded in our heart while making the commitment to write and then writing from there because it's the only place that you can hear inspiration is in your heart. What do you think about that, Liz? Well, th this is such a big aha moment that I'm having right, having right now. <laughs> Because it occurred to me that I don't, I don't feel alone when I write. I feel generally that I'm called to write something. Mm -hmm. And, and there is something that um, I so relate to this idea of sometimes it's in our heads and we feel like we should be writing something. So we have to go do it. It's a very different feeling from when it feels like it's you're answering the call of the muse or, yes. you know, spirit is calling you to, to write something. And I think that that will be really helpful as we're talking with, uh, with clients and authors to, to tune into that is like, okay, well, what's motivating you to write it? Maybe you don't write that thing that, that feels like it's coming from the head. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe you tune into this um, heart space and, and right from there and said, that's really cool, Robin. Yeah. And when you tune into that heart space, I love what you said. Sometimes what you think you're supposed to write is not what you're supposed to write. Mm -hmm. But when you tune into your heart, you know it, know it to be true. Um, when I was writing my first book, Messiah Within, 
I had a publishing person tell me it's not long enough. So I kept throwing things in <clears throat> to make it bigger. Then finally, I, in my meditation, I heard, we are complete. This book is complete. And I'm like, yeah, this book is complete. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm it's done. Me, but somebody in authority said to me, it's not complete. Right. And then I turned and I said, I don't care how many pages. It is. <laughs> right. It, it's complete. And it's, it, it's in my size book. It's it's very helpful to people. They say they like it because it's in little nuggets. And so, especially if you're writing self-help books, they don't have to be the, the less words and the more simply you write it, the better, I find. So we're going to take another break. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. This is Robin Clare from Hungry for Answers, and we'll be right back. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Pat. I'm the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Is your life stressful and unfulfilling? Would you like to make changes but just don't know how? I want to recommend The Necktie and the Jaguar, fabulous book by Carl Greer. This is a memoir. It has questions that help us understand what our story is about, how to change it, and how to live a life that is so aligned with who we are. For more information to purchase the book, go to transformationtalkradio.com or go to carlgreer.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, this is Robin Clare, and welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm here with Liz Hill, and we're talking about the healing path power of writing. And so um, it at Green Hill, Greenheart, I don't want to say Green Hill, so funny. At Greenheart Living Press, um, Liz and I are both writing coaches for aspiring authors. And we both know that a writing coach is very helpful. You might think of a writing coach as just someone who helps you to get your manuscript done. But a writing coach helps you facilitate healing too because we actually help you dig a little deeper into a situation we'll read something and we'll be so we're when we're reading it we're reading it like writing professionals but we're also reading it like readers right and so for me a lot of times I'll read something that a client has written I'll be like "Ooh, wait wait more more I need more about that and so I'll put a little comment in there what how why and how did this happen and what did you do about it or what or whatever because i know that even though i'm trying to make the best reading material or the best manuscript i also want my clients to get that healing and so i will because uh, i'm also a life coach so i will dive deeper into someone's writing to get to the heart of what they're trying to say. What do you think about that, Liz? Oh, yes. And th this is, um, we coach in very similar ways, which is why I'm so excited to have you be mm -hmm. part of Heart Living um, Press with, with our coaching programs, because I am a social worker in background, and uh, then I became a trained life coach. And so I have both of those those hats as well that I bring to mm -hmm. um, bring to my clients. And as I'm reading, yes, I'm reading as a reader to go, oh, I need more of this story. Um, but a lot of what I do is um, not just crafting, helping people craft the book so it's going to land with readers well and get the book out there, but also witness their story. Sometimes people, it's the first person that they're sharing some things with and a lot of it is pretty intense or heavy or they might be really it might be something so close they haven't shared with anyone else so for me sometimes I'm reading it and just saying as a human being I just want to acknowledge what you went through yes and that this wasn't okay or I'm sorry you went through this or wow I can see how much you've grown that you are here now and this is where you came from so to be able to 
to provide that experience that just that that witnessing and honoring of the life experience that the authors are bringing and the fact that they want to help somebody else mm -hmm. right they didn't just say mm -hmm. well forget it you know i got through it good luck to you that they want to use this to mean something for other people is we attract such beautiful people to work with that that is who they are yeah uh, so, yeah and i too i understand that too like sometimes i'm reading these things and i well, a lot of times i'm blown away for sure you know and and maybe sometimes appreciative of my own life too you know when i'm like it helps me to put my own life in into perspective when i listen when i read other people's story but what i do feel is deeply honored that someone would entrust me with their story like that and i don't take that lightly i never mm -hmm. talk about anybody's book right even if i want to say to my husband oh my gosh look mm -hmm. what happened here i'm like nope no i am i swear like i'm sworn a sworn oath that it stays with me what mm -hmm. happens in your book stays with your book stays in your manuscript until you choose to release it right and so it is a it is a it's something i really honor and respect and feel so um I guess just honored to be able to to have that role in in someone's life. So, one yes. of the moving into our last topic because our show is almost over. We know we can see the type of healing that someone can anticipate by publishing their book. Mm -hmm. We see their own healing, right? Maybe there's healing for their family because maybe they after they've read it they can really understand why someone um, did the things that they did. Maybe um, I know that one of my brothers said to me, writing what you wrote about our parents helped me tremendously mm. because I understood it. And then he used my writing to heal himself from things that when, you know, that he felt uh, that he needed to heal from his childhood. But then, and we talked about the ancestors, right? You go back, we, you know, you're the hero of your family and you go back past, uh, past generations and forward generations. But let's talk about, well, the, in the few minutes we have left, what is the impact to the reader when they read your recovery life story or your transformation story? So this is another thing that I just did not anticipate when getting into this field, right, is this amazing exchange of energy between the readers and the authors. And I felt it my, for myself first. So my book, Love Notes, which is a, a book of daily, you know, daily inspiration, right? Very simple. I, when I put that out there, I cannot share the impact that people were sending to me saying, I, I read this today. And it made such a difference for me today. Thank you so much. And to hear that over and over again, help me, like all I was doing was sharing from my heart and to get that energy back from the readers is incredible. When, when it, that provides a whole other aspect of healing for the author themselves. Yes. And I've gotten to see that um, both for myself, but also I get to see it every time for for the authors, them reaching out and saying to me, oh, you know, I just heard from so-and-so. It, it, it makes everything worth it. It can be a lot of work to write and get the book out there. But when you realize that you've made that impact on somebody else, I mean, I know as a reader, sometimes books were what got me through. Oh, reading, for sure. Right? Right. right? When I felt like I couldn't even have a conversation with anyone else, right? Or about something, but I could pick up a book about a topic and I could read it. Mm -hmm. And to know that somebody else was going through, it's been life-saving for me. So to be able to see, make that transformation possible for our readers, so beautiful to, to get to see. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about um, Gay Hendricks and his book, um, The Big Leap. And most of us work in our zone of brilliance, but what we really want to do is work in our zone of genius but in between our zone of brilliance and our zone of genius is 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 the trauma or the self-limiting beliefs that are holding us back they're like a protection and so when you 
when you write your transformation life story, we talked about it being a form of freedom. I also believe it, it clears, it clear, it's a form of clearing or healing of, of or integration of, of the trauma. And then it allows you to move from your zone of brilliance to your zone of genius. And that's where I believe you are able to fulfill your soul's destiny because you are able to do what it is you truly came here to do because the trauma patterns that, and, and I'm not saying, you know, a lot of times the trauma patterns are our best healer healing. Um, and what we needed to understand in this lifetime, some call it your, you know, what you had to heal from what, whatever you want to call it. But once we, once we're through that, who knows what's going to happen in our lives, opportunities, our life begins to unfold in miraculous ways, because we, we met the challenge of learning the lessons that our soul wanted to learn this lifetime. And so that's really exciting. It's really exciting that there's this level of opportunity that will arise because of the courage that you had to not only begin to write down your story, but to share it with others as a healing tool. What do you think about that, Liz? Absolutely love that because it's true. I mean, I think just from my own personal life, I was a yoga teacher for years, right? So that was like me working in my zone of brilliance. I could show up and create a safe space for people, right? Mm -hmm. To bring calm and, and all that. And I felt kind of locked up right? I wasn't willing to talk too much about myself or my personal history or story with people. Um, to Once I got over the sleep, and I, I get over the sleep every day, right, of being able to share a little bit more of my personal story. I don't need to share anything in a book that I don't want to or don't feel called to do. Right. But as I share more, as I get honored for those experiences and um, help other people go through them, uh, it, it, it does provide me that you know, to get to live, work in that, that zone of, of genius, right? Where yeah. I'm able to help people share their own story, right? Yeah. To get over, to go through the things that I've been through myself. And, and it's exciting to think of it in that way. Um, yeah. yeah, to be, create that clearing for people. Yeah. And I had to, I had to really study that book in order to be able to write Feast and Famine the second time, you know, when I wrote it to write it in recovery, because I was so afraid, and I knew that I had to reach my zone of genius. And so since, since um, Feast and Famine, I've become a recovery coach, professional, a writing coach, and now also the host of Hungry for Answers. And so and now working in collaboration with you. So life just keeps unfolding. And I'm telling you, folks, embrace your story. And so we're coming to a close. Liz, thank you so much for being here. And um, I invite you to listen to Hungry for Answers. We're on the first and third Thursdays of every month at noon Eastern time. And so for Liz and myself, have a very wonderful holiday season and take care, everybody. <music>